0: I don't think India's bowling is as good as Pakistan's even even like India's first choice would be Bumra, Harshal Patel, Bhuvneshwar, Jadeja and Cheel. It's not it's not that level of I mean they don't all bowl one forty five. There's no left arm left arm angle of shine shah V. Really.
1: Hmm. The four letter word you're looking for is sexy <laughs> <laughs> Hello and uh, welcome to this rather special episode of ESPN 154 Stamp Mike. We are coming to you about a couple of days removed from the final of the Asia Cup, which has been remarkable so far. Depends on who you are supporting rather. Uh, We've seen India being knocked out, Kohli scoring a 71st century after much drama and uh, a bunch of close games. So given that we have this tournament going on, we thought why not have a bit of an Asia Cup of our own. So, without further ado, or should I say without further adoosra, uh let me introduce our panel for today. So, uh, chiming in all the way from England is Osman Samyuddin. Osman, what's it like to have witnessed an entire tournament in the middle of a test series between South Africa and England?
2: <laughs> England had their own limited over series in between their two tests also, so it's not that weird really. But I feel, can I just say that I feel like I've... I've strayed into a, a lost recording of Stump Mike Dusra, by the way, on this show. I, I, <laughs> at least the two people on this show will get that reference, but I don't know if anyone else will because it was such a long lasting, long lived show as well, Stump Mike Dusra.
3: We get the band back together every two years for one <laughs> half hour show.
2: That's, that's,
3: that's about how much, it works. That's, that's about, as, consistent, that's about <laughs> as much consistency as we can offer. One thing we
0: can't be accused of
1: is overstaying our welcome. Yeah, you need to be on for long enough to overstay. We let people wanting more.
2: Yes, that's the Chapelli, famous Chapelli line about retirements in cricket, right? Why now? And and not why not. (laughs) So why are we doing this now? That's the question. Why are we doing this
1: now? Yeah, we're getting to that, we're getting to that. So uh, our listeners would have recognized two familiar voices there. One of them is timing in all the way from Sri Lanka. Say hello to Fidel Fernando. Fidel, uh, do you think that Sri Lanka's success in the tournament so far has something to do with their economic condition at the moment?
3: <laughs> it, it definitely seems like that on the, in the limited overs front. It seems like the, the, the cricketing fortunes and, and the economy have seemed to be like inversely, there's like an inverse relationship between them. Um, I don't know. We'll, I guess we, we'll find out. I hope not. I hope that maybe the cricket team needs to start losing. So that, you know, people can start getting fuel and stuff. Maybe that's what it's yeah.
1: about. And finally, in the middle of all the din surrounding the Visarjan in Bombay, we have Sid Monga. Sid, uh, would you say that the Afghanistan-India dead rubber game was the best match India has ever played in the last year?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, after I, after Bermuda 2007. Like, it had all those vibes of, uh, of the 2007 World Cup. One... When, when, Again, Sri Lanka had knocked India out during the league stages, <laughs> and then India played Bermuda and scored some 770 70 runs.
2: But we still only remember the catch from it. No, the, was the Dwayne Leverock catch was from? Now we only remember the drop from this match, which, which of course, uh, like if if anybody had
0: told me before the start of this Asia Cup that uh, India will be knocked out almost a week before the final, and Kohli will score his 71st hundred in this Asia Cup, <laughs> I. I still wouldn't have cared about this tournament.
2: (laughs) 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 Bringing all the hot takes, ladies and gentlemen, Sid Monga from India.
1: (laughs) No, but that was my uh, first question. Like, uh, can we just drop the facade already? Like, was the Asia Cup set up so that Kohli gets the 71st hundred? Like, leave aside everything else, right? The whole thing was set up so that he gets to the milestone. The cup is no stranger to, uh, like, players reaching their individual milestones in the tournament. Indian players reaching their milestones. Fair enough, Indian players. <laughs> so, but like there are a lot of similarities there, right? 100th, hundred for tendulkar India ended up losing that match and buying out of the tournament. Kohli getting the 71st in like uh, what is a dead rubber game. Like that's what the tournament is about. Like forget the cup. Like I feel that's where we start. Can I register a protest at this newfound fad of
2: now collating hundreds as an international thing so like so and so has 7100 i can can we just stick to like our formats and say that it's his first twenty hundred. however he's got 40 something in odis and 27 in tests like let's let's not mix up i i don't like this he has 15 he has reached fifteen thousand international runs like come on yeah just go stick with formats i don't want this fluidity there's many things that are fluid these days runs across formats should not I
0: have no comments because I have been dragged to Bombay from my home. So, and in Bombay, if you say these things on on the on the Resurgent Day, I don't know, man. What you're not even saying anything.
2: What have you been asked to say?
0: Oh, I uh, about these centuries being clubbed because uh, oh, acha okay. the centuries are clubbed club for the two <laughs> oh, residents <what>? of Bombay.
1: <laughs> Listen, Ponting has like seventy hundreds across. Uh, formats. Tenwicker has 100-100 across formats. Why can't Kohli also get everything clubbed together? It's okay, Like same standards for all, right? Same standards of veneration for all. I'm
2: just saying that I don't like it. I'm being old and I don't like it. Bradman has 30, Bradman has 30 across formats. 29? Um, boss, where are you? <laughs> yeah. How can you get that? It's like saying his average wrong. What's wrong with you? <laughs> are you saying like 99.91 his average is? No, it's not. <laughs> Get his average. If he had 30 hundreds, he would have had a 100 oh, God, average, okay? Man. He would have had a 100 average if he had 30 hundreds. No, he would have played 20 more innings to get there if he liked it. 30 <laughs> was the number that then. The Asia Cup was invented man. for Bradman to get to a 100 average. <laughs> <laughs> we, should maybe talk, we should maybe talk about the tournament.
1: India versus Pakistan final forever jinxed in a way because no matter what people have tried, we had like a group stage for, like we had a qualifier, we had a group stage and then the super force, everything was set up so that like India and Pakistan finally managed to meet in the final and that has still not happened, right. And uh, instead India got bossed completely when it mattered. Pakistan have stepped up every single time. Other teams have done really well. So like, can we just move on from this rivalry? Like it's not, this is not the marquee event anymore.
3: What they needed is after the Super Force to have an IAPL style playoffs so that you give them like five or six opportunities to try. So you go from four to another four. And then you know you just give India and Pakistan every single possible chance to get to get to the final. And still they'll probably find a way to mess it up. But I think like more than more than Kohli getting a hundred or you know, this I think that's real that's really the point of the asia Cup is. How many India-Pakistan matches? Um, you know the, that's that's essentially what it's for. Um, I there was a moment, there was like a split second during the super Fours when I thought maybe, uh, especially when Pakistan were kind of struggling in, in the back end of mm. the run chase against Afghanistan, where we could have had an Afghanistan-Sri Lanka final. Like there, there was a possibility of that that being Man, that would have been amazing. You know, the, the timeline that we lived in, and then the Asia Cup would never be played again. <laughs> like that would be the last edition of the Asia Cup. It'd be like the 2007 World Cup. <laughs> Either Pakistan or India make it like, sorry, <laughs> yeah. or Bangladesh, that's it. We're packing the whole thing up. I, I don't know, I, I have I've quite enjoyed the tournament. Um, I, I didn't go in with high expectations, to be honest, but mm. uh, it's had a few good close matches. I wish that, that, that Afghanistan had kind of stayed in it uh, to, to give some life to the last two matches that, uh, and kind of if, if Afghanistan had beaten Pakistan. And these two matches today would have really mattered uh, last couple of days, but uh, but yeah, it's overall I think it's it's been it's been kind of fun. It's been especially good to watch the fast bowlers. So it's been yeah, it's been a, it's been a decent tournament. We've, we've got so much cynicism about so much cricket happening that we
0: don't go with any expectations. And <laughs> I like really forgot that it, this tournament had two of the best rivalries in cricket today, which is Bangladesh versus Sri Lanka and Pakistan versus Afghanistan. Yeah. And, <laughs> Yeah, of so the real reality. I wanted to do a podcast with you and Isam, and just on Bangladesh, Sri Lanka
2: rivals. Isam Isha- uh, from from uh, as he's from the country that's doing the best economically in Bangladesh has decided to snub us. In Asia, this, yeah, in Asia. Sorry, basically he's like you know these guys are not worth my time. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is not worth my time. Thanks, Isam.
1: I-, I think that's why Bangladesh did not make it. Like they're too economically strong at this point. Yeah,
3: <laughs> they're <should> like, <laughs> we're, we're gonna mingle in the World Cup. <laughs> they, they don't have the hunger like the rest of us for, for, for cricketing success. Yeah. We need this. We need this badly. Who knew cricket was the biggest act
1: of philanthropy ever? <laughs> Like in India is losing games, so that uh, it's extending all their branches to other countries, right? Like in every step, there are people need it more. That's why India is losing. Like that's the narrative I'm hearing at this point. India's soft power. Can we, we
2: should you know, we should uh, we should turn this podcast into that. Just we should put a recording of that Twitter Spaces, the the infamous Twitter Spaces after the <laughs> after the India defeat <laughs> to Sri Lanka. We should just turn that podcast. Like we should use that and put it into this podcast from this. Like give an introduction and then. See, this is a special version of the podcast we recorded this week. Because it was the most amazing thing that I have heard and seen in cricket. It was just phenomenal. Oh my god. Amazing. Much was being vented. Rather than being said, much was being vented about everything. About everything in Indian cricket that is wrong and is wrong and should be wrong and we think is wrong and nothing is right and it's the worst thing ever. Like, I'm just wondering, that was just Asia Cup ouster reaction. What, what reaction might be for the World Cup or or like series after that, I don't
1: know. Oh, so you're actually saying India now does not stand a chance after this also. Like the World Cup also was done and dusted. Like we need more PTM trophies. Is that what that is? What <laughs> <laughs> PTM?
2: Mastercard.
1: Mastercard, sorry, yeah.
2: Sorry,
1: get your sponsors, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, because so, Sri Lanka, Bangladesh, at least there's some kind of story rivalry, you now, right? Even if it's like documented over four, five years, I'm... right? Yeah.
3: Yeah I mean it's really the it's really stupid that whole rivalry is <laughs> I watched like I watched every step of it unfold some of it like it all kicked off in the Nidahas trophy but it was just like I'll just quickly walk in case people listening haven't heard I'll walk people through how this whole thing came to be <laughs> so um uh, bowler what's uh, is it Nazmul Islam's low left-arm bowler uh
0: Who's that name is Nagin
3: yeah, yeah, and so he used to do the nagin dance as as his own as his own wicked performance. That was fine. Just one thing: Do you know he used to dance? He used to do that dance because of his name, or did he get the name because of his dance? Uh, I I think Darren Sammy gave him the name. Is as, as far as I know, Darren in a, in a BPL. Uh, and then he started doing the dance to go with <laughs> Darren
2: Disney. Sammy, that great
3: subcontinent ambassador. <laughs> uh, so the It's all Darren Sammy's fault. He's the one who yeah. started all this, yeah. all this crap. And so, and so Nazmul Islam does it, and then uh, Danushka Gunatilaka gets out to him. I think in a in a bilateral uh, ODI or T Twenty. I can't remember. And he does the dance, and then Danushka gets somebody else out, and he does the dance, kind of mocking him. And of course, the Bangladesh dressing room does not take this well and then they just start like mockingly doing it to each other every time there's a tense match and there are a few tense matches and there's just like the whole team kind of gets into it like everyone in sri lanka and on the bangladesh side suddenly like the whole uh the whole state all stadiums are doing it just spreads like wildfire uh and it was just like this completely harmless thing that they just start now everyone just does it mockingly and uh, we we're getting like very angry Nagins. I saw charming Karanarath uh, do a very very angry one. Uh, reminded me of uh, Gail's angry Gangnam dance in the oh, in 2014 <laughs> T20 World Cup. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's
2: Just yeah, uh, but but I mean wait. This angry one was the one at this Asia Cup from the dressing room. Is
3: that the one that you're talking about? Yeah yeah, there yeah, was, yeah. Um, That was the that was the one. I was. That was after. some serious Nagin spirit there. Yeah yeah. Chama who's like the kind of player who everything he does has to be like dialed up to 11. So, uh, so he, he did the angry version it just, it's just, I mean, sometimes you just have to take a step back and kind of like gasp at the stupidity of it all. Um, there's no other real aggro between these teams, you know, like they've all generally, you know, there's nothing that, 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 that should spark something like this. And the, and the countries get along well, you know, generally. It's, it's been kind of fun, but also very dumb.
0: In a way, like, it's our loss that it's become so mainstream during this Asia Cup. Otherwise, like, we used to enjoy it during the bilaterals when nobody else cared. And now it's become, like, everybody wants to be in on it. It it
2: had become fairly big the first time, though. It had become, like, fairly... I think it was, like, pretty much everywhere. Like, I saw it on all timelines ever that it it was a pretty massive thing even then. I thought... And actually, Isam made this point. I was chatting to Isam Because I, I think, Fernando, you had done the preview to that game. Uh, and, and you had mentioned it in there. And and Assam was like, well, you know, I kind of thought that it was all over. And I was like, well, I don't know, like, it's still like, it still feels relevant. And then when it happened, <laughs> then we shared the pictures, of course, when when it happened right after the game again. So I, I think it was fairly mainstream before it before even I mean, even Assam
3: thought it had gone away, but clearly it hasn't gone away. <laughs> like there's still no something. no no I, I i think it's i think now it's the sri lanka fans who keep it going i think like <laughs> now it's just like every time they see bangladesh because there was that thing that incident that happened when one of the bangladesh you know team members broke the glass ceiling broke the broke the <laughs> <laughs> broke the premadasa uh stadium ceiling well the the door and uh and then and then the whole country kind of like big and Dinesh Karthik was like the most popular man in Sri Lanka for like two days because he beat <laughs> he beat uh, he hit the the the, the last boundaries the that, last that beat Bangladesh yeah. in that final um, so it like it, it was such a weird weird twist that you know India had been kind of like the the, the team that Sri Lanka loved to be the most probably started the last decade and then Dinesh Karthik was just like huge hero for beating Bangladesh at the end of that at the end end of that industry. But yeah, it had it had got mainstream then, and then I think Sri Lanka fans are not are now not going to let it go. Like and and possibly the players as well. They they're just um, yeah. It's just now become a it's just now become a thing, and we are we're going to see more of it. But the ICC
2: should be putting those two sides like face to face in every tournament they can. Like forget India Pakistan, man. Just just like do it proper. Get Sri Lanka-Bangladesh into it. You can see Sri Lanka like, you think you can get away breaking our glass. We'll
0: <laughs> never let you forget it. <laughs> we'll never let you forget it. But I, 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 think, I think just before this match, I think Khalid Mashud or Mahmood, one of the two who's the who's in the Bangladesh support staff.
1: Even there, like, so I thought, so Dashan Shanaka made like a very... I thought a very normal statement saying that it's he feels it's easier to face Bangladesh's bowlers and compared to Afghanistan, I I, I felt there was nothing in that statement, all right, that was even like a barb and then... Have you been uh, to Bangladesh? <laughs> 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 no, so he bit the bait. Khalid Mehmet bit the bait and like, no, I don't even know single quality. Like There was no reason for that statement is what I felt because it was just a random things thrown in a press conference and then uh, suppose staff holds like a press conference saying no we don't you know single quality bowler in Sri Lanka and like, even Mahirajay Vardhani tweeted about it saying we don't need world class players we like it's like, it's gotten to that
3: level this is how this is like a like a one hour this is like a master class in drumming up a story within a press conference right like there was actually Dasun Shanaka didn't mean to offend anybody uh, as you say Khalid uh, Kalin Mashud like probably didn't care that much but the media just took it, and they just—it's like they were just around like a like a campfire trying to get it going, and they were just like <laughs> blowing on the embers, blowing on the embers, and then suddenly some some like flames came up, and then and then that became like the thing that they they took around the stadium, and it just just it was it was like 100% a media creation. Like on the contrary, I think Bangladesh and Sri Lanka were like like proper pro wrestlers.
0: They they, they they like between them, they know there's nothing in between
2: them, but but they're like cutting promo after promo, building up to this match, <laughs> putting each other down.
1: No, but the match was good. The match was actually fun and,
2: and again, thanks to Isam, he sent he sent me a link after that statement that Khalid Mahmood had made of like saying that this is one of the most popular videos in Bangladesh of all time. <laughs> and it was a youtube video of inzamam ul haq talking about the time he got out to Khalid mahmood in a test match and then saying and then saying typically inzamam style that that's the first time i thought i really need to retire from test cricket <laughs> <laughs> and Issam is like this is the most popular video in bangladesh so khalid mahmood you have history my friend you have history <laughs> and even if like sri lanka didn't want to get involved in, involved with
0: anything he just, he, he, he brought the, like, the worst of Sri Lanka out. And he, he,
2: he, he managed to poke Mahila the I mean, imagine that. This was, this was, this was Jericho, Je, Jericho level promotions, huh? Chris, Jericho level promotions. This definitely is
3: a, a stump mic dustra because now wrestling has been brought up. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and that is... That was the staple. We talked flashbacks, more wrestling than cricket. Flashbacks.
0: You know, a lot of things will become better in this world if you saw everything through the
2: prism <laughs> the, of raw wrestling. The, the, the prism of professional wrestling, yeah. Well
1: done. Uh-huh. Afghanistan Pakistan game, right? In Sharjah. And uh, uh, Baba Razum at the uh, press conference had mentioned uh, something like uh, seeing those two sixes by Naseem Shah reminded me of those Javed that sixes. Uh, six that he had hit of Chetan Sharma. Knowing fully well, I think Chetan Sharma is a selector right now.
2: I don't think he would have known that. I don't think Baba Azam would have known that. I'd be very surprised.
1: So Baba Azam was born like what, seven, eight years after that six was hit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I would have and, uh, e- and even for me, like that six is like a p- part of proper lore. Like my parents have told me about how they were in shock for like an hour <laughs> watching the television after that hit that six. Uh, my question to everyone here is, uh, I... Like, now we have seen multiple games at Sharjah, right? Like, with like, in modern cameras, in HD, in slow motion and everything. The stadium is small. Like, it's incredibly small. And like, two years ago, we saw Tevatia tonk it around. Like, there were top edges going for six and like, he won people a game. Naseem Shah is able to hit sixes. I mean, sure, it's a full toss, but uh, he managed to hit a couple of sixes. That would not have been a six in Dubai or in any other stadium. So, like, can anyone really hit a 6 in Sarja? Like, does, like, is Mayan 6 not that big a deal anymore?
2: Because it was one of the first and most dramatic finishes and it was Pakistan-India as a final. Like, that one's never going to be forgotten, right? Because, like, you can retrospectively kind of attribute all kinds of things to it. Like, Pakistan, you know, dominated the rivalry with India after that. They took some kind of psychological hold over India and stuff like this. You know, it was the first finish of its kind that really got that kind of attention, I think. You know, I mean, since then, so many, like one of the ones I remember the most is, since then, which people don't talk about that much, is the Chandapal finish off, I think it was Vast, right? He hit Vast for a six and a four off the last two balls of a game to win it. I remember Mustafa. doing it six uh, to tie the game in in Hobart uh, of Steve War, And I think at that time, like the boundaries, there would have been probably, you know, not much bigger. It was the mid-wicket boundary, it wouldn't have been much bigger, much smaller just don't see it that often like now naseem shah hits two sixes and immediately even we're in such a data overload age that Muhammad yusuf of all the guys in the world who's the pakistan batting coach of all the guys in the world mohammad yusuf or his agents maybe have put together cut together a lovely video on social media of mohammad yusuf doing throwdowns to naseem and he's hitting them for straight sixes and then clipping it with these last two ball sixes you know so it's almost impossible to avoid whereas with Miyadad and that's six because it's grainy quality and you know the commentary is so insane and Tosiv gets stonked by a by a police officer running off the field. At the end of it. <laughs> That's I, my, best, my favorite part of that. And to this day, by <laughs> the way, Tawseev denies that he got hit. And I was like, I asked him, I spoke to Tawseev about the six and I was like, yeah, and then you know, you got hit by that, by that police officer. He's like, no, I, I didn't. And I was like, it's like, it's literally, it's right there. I'm watching, the it. video. I'm watching it now and you got hit. And then, no, no, I, I didn't get it. I was like, okay. <laughs> maybe, because, maybe he doesn't remember it. Maybe he doesn't remember it and he's never seen it since. But yeah, I, I mean, you know, I think because it was the first of its kind, a lot of people will never forget that six. I, probably a lot of people won't no, forget th- Naseem's uh, six. No, absolutely. I think the biggest, biggest factor is that there's so
0: much cricket happening right yeah. uh, these yeah. days. Back then, back then, uh, f- a tournament would happen, in, and like an India-Pakistan match again is, is an exception to it. But to get get to you know to get back to that situation and redeem yourself, you would have to wait. Six years, seven years, you would never get that moment back in your life and you would just live with it. Now, two days later, you are back in some IPL, CPL game where you are in that similar situation. It's a lot of luck when it comes to last ball finishes. So, you know that that day the luck was not with me, today the luck is with me and so you don't beat yourself up like Chetan Sharma did for like years and years and he was reminded of it everywhere he went. In trains, on flights, he was just reminded of it everywhere. Here, like, people will forget. If you will ask me next year about this match, I will forget. I mean, Pakistan, Afghanistan, drama is for other reasons, which is, like, uh, which is not
2: uh, pleasant. But all these matches, you will, it's it's just become every day. I had forgotten when Naseem hit these sixes, then... I realized that I had forgotten an, another immense finish. Do, do you guys remember Afridi hitting Ashwin for two sixes? In... Ashwin, yes. But I, I needed to be reminded, like where's the Miyadat six I will remember forever. We'll never forget that. Yes. But the Ashwin-Afridi thing, I kind of like, I was like, oh yeah, yes, that happened. And then I remembered, of course, that I felt, you know, like, oh, what a, what a finish it was at that time. But it had kind of slipped out of my mind uh, until I was reminded of it in the aftermath of you know these matches mm. because we were already in an age when you know this cricket was five thousand days a year, basically.
3: I don't know what you guys are talking about. I will always remember us at the Fernandes for to win that uh, to win that Bangladesh match. I think that it's, that's that's going to be. I'm kidding, of course. No one's going to remember that, <laughs> that. But yeah, I, <laughs> in a week's time, no one's going to remember. But I, yeah, it's just it's just the nature of. And also like the Javad Miandad thing is the first time something like that had happened. And just hitting a six was so rare. You know, yeah, like when you have tournament six count is at like 115. uh, It's not that big a deal for, you know, two more to be added to that. Whereas I think back Mm. then it's just that situation seemed almost impossible. But we've seen sixes, last four sixes, last over sixes being hit so often, uh, you know, just this year. Uh, mm. and and so it it's there's nothing kind of and you know as as uh, osman said even even tail are trained to hit them you know tail are trained for those situations whereas back then even even a top order batter you know there's there probably entire careers that have been played where no one hit a six over mid wicket and no one hit a six foot down the ground they've already caught top so yeah it's just a different it's just a different vibe I don't think like I don't think we're going to get that kind of law from, from Sixers anymore. Um, it has to be like a truly epic game, like something really unusual like the 2019 World Cup final. To end, enter that kind of part of the, the cricketing imagination. Yes. What, exactly. what happened in that game?
1: <laughs> I don't remember after the semi-final.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Like, what, was, it, was it close? <laughs> Liam Plunkett took three wickets, I remember that. I remember that Mitch Santner did not run for the run on the last ball of the first inning. Yeah, 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 and that, that that annoyed a hell of a lot of people. Why did you run, why did you run that? Not that it mattered, because if he had, England would have been chasing with that in mind. No, please, we don't think of such counter counterfactuals, we don't do these things.
1: Couple of years ago, you had you know that Nasir Hussain's commentary famous line: "Pakistan down one yeah. uh, minute, up, up the, the next." List, yeah, like. yeah. Is I feel that I feel that Sri Lanka, right now, like be, like after that Afghanistan game, I don't know what has happened. Have they gone in with, like they've won? They've won every toss, right? So that has helped. But they have gone in and won every single game convincingly after that, right? Except the Bangladesh game, short by two wickets. But it's been pretty good from their end, ever since the Afghanistan game, like, is, has, is, I I think there's a role reversal in place right now between, like, Pakistan and, like, Pakistan are more consistent at this point, right? It's, like, they don't give you as many heart attacks, I mean, they would, uh, maybe five, six years ago, they don't give as many heart attacks anymore. You know, people come in, do their jobs, you, like, even, like, Naseem Shah was going to hit those sixes, like, since throwdowns are happening <laughs> beforehand in any case. <laughs>
3: It's not that, I think we've said this on podcast, uh, on these podcasts before as well, it's not that Sri Lanka are the new Pakistan, Pakistan are the old Sri Lanka, like this is, Yeah.
1: this has yeah, been happening for, that.
2: we have done that in 2019, <laughs> this is stuff stu- stu- like Dusra, really is
3: happening all over again,
1: <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, we discussed the Cup final <laughs> also, yeah. this is,
3: uh, this has been happening for years now, and it's across formats too, Like uh, like this year, They had that crazy finish in Pallakale when uh, Dasun Shanaka went nuts against Australia. Uh, There was a crazy finish in the the ODIs where they were winning easily and then almost lost it in the last over. Because Shanaka almost failed to defend, I think something like 19 runs against the last last batting pair. Uh, Then you had the tests where they won the first one, lost the second one against both Australia and Pakistan. Uh, and now you're having like several last over finishers in a row. I think three last over finishes. No, they, uh, yeah, um, yeah, against Bangladesh, Afghanistan, and and India. They've been last over finishes. So, so it's it, yeah, it's like uh, basically the the heart at least the heart rates are like you know at a ebbing higher than than our inflation for for this week. Um, but I don't know. It's a uh, we don't know how good sri lanka is also like you know they're, they're chasing well we don't know how they'll do when they when they uh, bat first that's like a completely unknown thing and also this is the first kind of tournament in which they've got their t20 game right in a long time and they've put like a, a bunch of t20 results together in, in a string um so it, i think they're just like yeah pakistan definitely much more consistent much have a much greater body of work if we're going you know if we're kind of previewing the last two matches are much, you know, they're, they're just a much more proven T20 team and and Sri Lanka are just kind of, you know, fluking together a few wins right now. Um, whether they can keep that going. Their, their batting order looks much better than it did, but whether they can keep that going, uh, I guess we'll have to see. By the way, there's so much quicker
0: that I'd forgotten that we had done this podcast with Pakistan or the new zealand
3: <laughs> I, I mean, when I say they're fluking wins, I'm not saying that they're, they're not deserving to win. I'm just saying that... You know, there's no, there's no formula to what they're doing right now. They've got a couple of batters in form, different Wives. bowlers come to the party. It's just no, like, there's no, there's no, like, this is how Sri Lanka play the game kind of narrative. They're just finding ways to get over the line. And they, I mean, it's fun to watch that too. It's fun too, because every, everything's so
1: unpredictable, but... So you, you had India coming in saying this is the way we play the game and they're out of the tournament. <laughs> Sh- Sri Lanka coming in with no real plan is working.
3: I mean, I don't know how long it'll work for. I think that's the that's the worry. But yeah, for now they're just they're just getting they're just getting themselves there um, somehow. And it's it's a different yeah, it's, way. Each you know, the time.
2: weirdest thing about Pakistan this time round has been like they've been flexible in what they do with their batting order every now and again, which like you know something that they haven't done like sending up Nawaz against India and then sending up Shadab uh and and you know letting asif ali play the role that he's supposed to play um it's been weird like pakistan are not known for that kind of like you know giving someone that leeway and also like being flexible that and, and it's it's weirder still because they're doing it with Sakhalin Mustaq. i don't know how much input and influence he's having as a coach other than the fact that he's kind of letting them be he's one of those like the famous coaches that Pakistan only seem to have when they're doing well, is that he's one of those hands-off <laughs> hands coaches, right? That he's there. He's the vibes guy in that whole outfit. And, you know, just from, like, speaking to people within the team that uh, apparently Shadab's having quite, like, a lot of tactical influence on this side because, you know, he's, he's captain of Islamabad. He's a very sharp guy. Like, he's been known to be, like, you know, a good T20 captain. Uh, a fairly kind of flexible thinker. And I think it was his... Like he impressed upon Barber that you get you get you get Nawaz to go in at four against India at that point in time and then himself came up because he's good against spin. So he took on Rashid Khan and Plus they've also had like, you know, they, they have they do have like a good bowling attack. Uh and, and you know, it's been a real bonus that Shadab has been bowling well and, and Nawaz has been bowling well. I think Nawaz I think Monga loves Nawaz Loki. Uh, in in a way. But I think Nawaz has been, like, a real real solid guy for them for the last few months. Across formats, actually. But he's been outstanding in this tournament as well. I think, you know, those things have helped. And, <laughs> dare I say it, but maybe Barber failing at the top has kind of also helped Pakistan in some ways, you know, because it's just gotten on with their batting innings uh, every time. Like, you know, Barber in a chase, sure. But Barber batting first, you know, you can ask questions and people have asked questions. But I think him getting out, if nothing else, has kind of allowed the rest of the batting order to at least you know test themselves uh, one of the, one of the main problems whatever you think of the whatever side you sit on the barber and rizwan debate like one of the things was that just the middle order wasn't getting the opportunity to bat uh, you know they just weren't facing that many deliveries and and i think him getting out early has maybe accelerated that at least and, and kind of helped
0: um, with pakistan like i feel adrick uh, really really impressed with the depth in their bowling Hmm. It's like especially T20 bowling, the depth they have. Everybody is quick, Yeah. and they they, they are not they are not coming in raw. Shine Shahri Shah is injured. Hassan Ali is out of form. You
2: don't miss them. Yeah, Wasim is out. Mohamed waseem is out as well. Yeah. 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 honey the, yeah. the played the first two games. Yeah. Haris Rao is just great so
0: it's it's that bowl, and it it also ties in in with the barber debate and where like it's the longest ongoing debate whether you need anchors or barber or kohli like players in t20 uh, i don't see anything wrong with uh, you know having these kind of players that has a bowling attack like pakistan's
2: yeah yeah uh,
0: so so you, why risk it when you know that your bowlers can make it a 160 170 game why risk that? And you can you like afford to have one or two guys like this. And this is why when Kohli was at his best in T20 eyes, he had a bowling attack at that time. Uh, be it Ashwin and Jadeja and Bhuvaneshwar earlier, or be it Chael and Kuldi Prado. He had bowling attacks that were keeping teams down to 160. So he, like, he really didn't beat to win. And the biggest thing is in cricket is risk management. So why, why take unnecessary risk? I mean, professional sport, uh, you, I really enjoy watching Nick Kyrgios, but he takes risks, <laughs> so not
2: everybody can be, there. especially in a team sport, you can't win Nick Kyrgios. I think with, and, and Pakistan, like, you know, when, when they were the world number one side for, the, for all that period, after the 2016 T20 World Cup, this was very much there, and it, that was kind of before the, the whole debate about anchors got you know, as as kind of urgent as it is now, but that was how Pakistan used to do it then, right? They, Babar was just coming into his own then, but they they were very much a team that we would score, we could score 160 to 170 without taking too many risks, and then we had the bowling attack to just either restrict or you know, yeah, restrict or defend, whatever. And and that's how they became that side. So they they've always been, I think, Babar growing up in that era with with Mickey Arthur as coach. I think you know he naturally he feels more comfortable uh in that in that way and i don't know and you know, people say that in australia it, it might be different because pakistan's attack you know two spinners in australia they're not going to have the same kind of influence possibly at, at every ground that that they're having here for now and maybe there then you have to kind of i don't know i don't know it's difficult to know yeah but maybe you have to think a little differently over I don't know there. the pitches, pitches will definitely come on better and nowadays batters they, they don't worry about... Uh, they
0: just one ball skidding on. The moment the ball stops at you, that 200 becomes 160. So, in Australia, it will come on. So, that's going to be a big difference. Uh, but who's to say these guys are not going to, you know, be good or good there also? Because they've been good anywhere they've played. And so the going back to Babar and uh, Ekoli, like, people make it sound like they are not mindful of what they are doing... Wrong in their, uh, you know, in their mind. They know, but they they also know what's the best way to. I mean, Kohli played that shot uh, against uh, Sri Lanka, and he is not good at that.
2: He got out. The one across the line that he was doing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. He was so comprehensive. So he's not good at that. He will do what is. And Kohli has Kohli will face always face more pressure than Babur... Unless, until, unless, unless India gets a full-strength attack with Bumrah and everyone, else. Yeah. but still, I think I don't think India's bowling is as good as Pakistan's. Even when, even like India's first choice would be Bumrah, Harshal Patel, uh, Bhuvneshwar, Jadeja, Jadeja and Chehel. It's not. It's not that level of Pakistan. I mean, they don't all bowl 145, right? There's, there's no left-arm left arm angle of shine-shaft, be really.
1: hmm. The four-letter word you're looking for is sexy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well played, yes. The four-letter word. I don't know why you need to bleep it. <laughs> <laughs> we will have to. He just ended up being very awkward, yeah. He's... By the way, can I ask on that? Like, so... Was he not using the word because he thinks, like, saying sex or anything related to sex is, like, is... is was he being prudish? Or did he, was he trying to avoid the headline of, Dravid says India, Pakistan's attack is sexier? Is that what he was doing? He was trying to avoid the headline, right? He was trying to avoid the headline, and he's also... I mean, in India, you're so used to
0: something being taken out of context. And he, like, he, he of all people, has, like, 20 filters. In his mind. <laughs> if yeah. you if you like
2: risk risk management, he, he doesn't do, <laughs> risk management.
0: <laughs> so he doesn't do direct interviews. If if you like if you take inputs from him for a story, he would he will tell you no no that's that's coming across too casual. Just change that line to like make it more formal. <laughs> but he otherwise like
2: off the this thing, he's got great sense of humor. Good good breaking of k fame there by the way. No. Yeah, okay. sorry, sorry, we sorry, might sorry, have no. to cut that out of this podcast. Who knows? <laughs> Trade secrets being given away.
1: <laughs> no, but the, but the point I'm making is that like India does not have, uh, like it's a lethal attack, sure, but Pakistan do have better bowling, and like that's why it's giving agency to the top order to like have an anchor or two there, basically.
2: I, yeah, I mean, I, I think Pakistan have come come to a good bowling attack. Like, you know, they've had guys like Haris has been playing for a while now. He's played in leagues. Wasim, Wasim has come up a little bit in the in the last year. Like, Hassan Ali's, you know, loss of kind of white ball effectiveness has been a, actually a, a big talking point for Pakistan over the last, like, six, seven months. You know, suddenly, since actually probably the last year now, because it was exactly in the last T20 World Cup that he kind of started, you know, having these performances where he's getting hit. He had a terrible PSL after that. He's not really kind of recovered from that. So, and 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 the addition... I think Nawaz has been a real, real... Like, his development has been a real bonus for Pakistan. He you know, he's always been a great PSL bowler. Like, you know, he bowls across kind of phases of the game. You, you can... He's maybe not as comfortable at the power play, but he has bowled in the power play. Uh, through the middle, of course, he's very effective. And he's bowled death overs as well. So, you know, his his growth has really like changed things for pakistan um, and shadab i think being injury free although you know i say that and there is a little bit of concern over whether he's people are saying that it's just a cramp but it looked like a like more of an injury uh, in that last game but shadab's injury free kind of bowling has been a big has been a big kind of a bonus for them as well but yeah you know shaheen comes back uh, haris there um dahani uh, waseem these are these are great options and suddenly suddenly you look like the only thing they're missing really and it might make a difference in, in in australia is is somebody like you know hardik pandya not somebody like him but in the sense somebody who does the same things that he does like a fast bowling kind of all round seam bowling all-rounder which you know I, I think they've kind of missed a trick with the development or the fade away of faheem from from the white ball format i think that's a real that's a that's a, going to be a real miss for them at some point they're going to feel that you know somebody like Fahim. Should really be in their T20 side, um, and I, you know I, I don't see quite why he hasn't been able to
3: nail to down a place. Nail here. down a place there. Can I just also say, kind of tangentially to all of this, uh, talk about the attacks. I don't think we've had across Asia uh, as good a stock of fast bowlers mm-hmm. as the teams do now. I mean, we haven't had Shaheen or uh, or Dushmata Chameera in the basically like three leaders of each of the attacks in, terms of, in yeah. terms of pace. But we've had so much depth. I mean, we've seen uh, Sri Lanka came up with Dilshan Madushanka. you know, mm. probably very rare that you get a, f- a proper fast left armor out of Sri Lanka. Um, and he's come out and, and done pretty... Like what's gone wrong there? What's happened? He doesn't have any glitches in his action. What's what's going on? You have a left arm left arm the Sri Lankan left arm is the orthodox. It's, like, it's a country it's, of her and a... <laughs> in the The left arm is all the normal It's arms. the right armors who are the It's yeah, the right yeah, armors yeah. who are nuts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um and and then of course like you you've had Faruqi and Farid doing their thing for Afghanistan. Faroqi has been absolute like an absolute joy to watch. Yeah. Um yeah. and then, you know, even like Arshdeep in the last the last couple of overs that he bowls, you know, he yeah, it's been very good in the final, in the in the death. Um there's a lot of depth there, even minus the headliners. Um I don't I mean Mustafa, Tuskin, like there I don't think we've ever had this kind of depth in fast bowling in, in South Asia. I mean that's been fun to fun to watch as yeah, well. Yeah, I think it's added to the spectacle of the tournament. It's completely
2: added to the spectacle of the tournament, you know. He, like I know, like Buvi took a five for yesterday, and you know you expect it from him. But like you were saying, guys like guys like Faruqi and Fareed and Taskeen doing well again. It's just it's it's great to see. It's, it's it's been really good to see. And you know maybe it means that they'll you know these countries will like be able to, or you you imagine maybe countries like Bangladesh who. Had not done well in Australia before, although they made the quarterfinals of the twenty fifteen World Cup. But you know, they and Afghanistan as well. It might make a difference to their chances in somewhere like Australia.
1: You had mentioned, like I think, what twenty minutes ago, that this is turning into like you have done this podcast before, and we're concluding this with like pace's pace. pace yaar. Yeah. like <laughs> all of us are just like yeah, yeah. Pace bowling has gotten really good, and uh, everyone has good stocks in pace bowling
2: we need more baseballers
0: no I think I think it's time we started somebody started the ACC Champions League with like club sides from Asia uh, <laughs> every year
2: like <laughs> okay. like more more Nagin Das, more India Pakistan more We said, should we call we sh- <laughs> it should we call the Nagin trophy now like surely is
3: it too late already we missed that boat that the Bangladesh Sri Lanka, any Bangladesh series should be Definitely Bangladesh Sri Lanka bilateral should be called the Nagin Trophy from now on. It should just be a snake. Yeah, <laughs> the trophy yeah. Should be yeah a absolutely snake. man. Like what else should it be? Can't be anything else. You you can have your wisdom trophy and Or or, or in honor of the person who started it all, it's a it's a statuette of Darren Semi. Uh <laughs>
2: he's got a stadium after him he's got a bloody statue after him a trophy now darren sami
3: the most influential cricketer of the last generation i'll just say like on the on the crowd side of things where now we've had all of these we've all had all these rivalries you know fans beating each other up in the stands we've had you know fans doing naginda dance at each other and then indian pakistan and all that all that that comes with now in these last two games we're heading into like like, proper love fest territory, because, like, Pakistan, Sri Lanka fans, there is no, like, there is no two sets of grunts who are just, like, who, who just, like, are all over each other, just, like, affectionate to the point of it's just, like, just stop now, like, get a room already, you know. The weirdest I I had an inkling that this was the case, but I, I checked
2: it up today, These guys haven't played a white ball game against each other in three years. Oh, wow. Like completely bizarre. Yeah, so the last time they played was like October 2019. I mean, they've played tests since then, but they haven't played a white ball game. That's like completely insane. I, I just
3: did not imagine that to be the case. In the first, I think in the first five or six years of the kind of 2010s, they were in each other's countries like every year. There were there there'd be like one series, one Sri Lanka Pakistan series in in UAE, one in one in Sri Lanka, and every year that used to happen. So, yeah, this is yeah. So, to not have a not
2: have like a single white ball game. Not even like you know, India Pakistan have played each other more than that, man. Like in the last three years, that's insane. But there there's a lot to be said of uh, about uh, uh,
0: the cooperation the of. Uh, Pakistan and Sri Lanka and Sri Lanka and Bangladesh just supporting each other by playing each other as often as they have.
3: So, I mean, tests, tests, they keep playing each other. I mean, I think they don't really have a choice but to, you know, no one... Sri Lanka, uh, Pakistan's kind of like the easiest team they they can rely on for tests against. uh, And Bangladesh to an extent too. I think that's kind of, that's where this kind of Asian... I know we've got India, Pakistan kind of doing whatever they do. But at an administrative level, these Asian teams do kind of look after each other a little bit. You know, particularly Sri Lanka are kind of the ones who are kind of friends with everyone in the region yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
3: Um, and haven't haven't pissed anyone off. If you if you let Sangha score ten thousand runs out of his fourteen thousand, they will be. Of
2: course, yeah. The other the other four against the other four against Zimbabwe.
3: <laughs> Stat padding, Sangha.
2: On that note, <laughs> he'll probably hear this as well. Sorry, Sangha, we didn't mean it. We all remember your 100 in Australia.
1: Oh, you actually had to think.
2: You actually had to think for a second. It was, right? Yeah, 190. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but Sangha is the, is the living testament to New Zealand not being the nice guys. And when he was run out, when yes, he was celebrating... The Murli, the Murli. It was McCallum, yes, yes. in fact. Man, if McCallum and Sangha had, we should do a talking cricket between McCallum and Sangha. That would be like all kinds of weird. Like, yeah. All kinds of weird, Talking like knife. passive aggressiveness <laughs> happening there as well. That would be oh, that would be some bombastic <laughs> conversation. Oh, mate, I love you. I love you too. Not really.
0: Uh,
2: mm. <laughs> that would be amazing. That would be amazing. I think on that on that very Asian note.
1: Yeah, uh, on that incredibly Asian note, uh, I think we've discussed everything that there is to be discussed about the Asia Cup. Uh, so that is it for this episode of ESPN Cooking Post. Trump Mike. Uh, Thank you to Osman, uh, Sid and uh, Fidel for joining us. Thank you for listening and uh, we see you next week.